Rachel, good morning. We are absolutely delighted to have you on board the Revant podcast here today. Um, for those who don't already have the pleasure of, of knowing you or meeting you previously, perhaps just start by introducing yourself, um, your role, and, and a little bit about the company that you work at. Absolutely. So um, my, uh, my name is Rachel Likens. I, um, I work in the uh, sales strategy and enablement function over at Zscaler, which is a, a global cloud-based information security company. Um, we provide internet security, web security, firewall, sandboxing, SSL inspection, et cetera. Um, and our, our, our biggest kind of goal and mission is to help, uh, help our customers secure kind of a safe and, safe, safe and stable workforce, uh, regardless of where their employees are around the globe. So I am a part of a, a pretty incredible um, global sales strategy and enablement team here. Um, and I come from um, a bit of a, a, a longer tenure in the cybersecurity realm as well, too. So quite a, a fast-paced, um, high-stakes, uh, quick-moving industry. And here at Zscaler, we're um, we've had we've had a bit of a, a, a high growth year, uh, given given everything that's going on in the world and the the product that we we are we are focused on uh, helping deliver for our customers. So um, we're we're moving quickly and trying to stay on top of an opportunity to to really serve serve our client base. That's fantastic. And on the theme of moving quickly, I understand right now. You guys are in the process of preparing for sales kickoff 2021 and uh, and that you personally, as well as your team, have, have fielded a number of questions from from professionals in a similar situation who are thinking about the the challenge of delivering a sales kickoff uh, remotely as, as opposed to maybe in person like it was before. Um, and this probably presents some new challenges that have not been experienced before. Um, if you were to just kind of set the scene for for me and for for us here um what are what are some of the uh the hidden challenges that might not be obvious on face value that that this is going to present for you and for your team absolutely so so yeah so hidden challenges i think um one of the things that we we had to realize when planning this program and preparing for this program is that we zoom fatigue is a very real a very real problem, a very real challenge. So not only were we um, building a, trying to build an experience for a go-to-market organization that is, you know, eight to 10 hours a day on a Zoom call, um, trying to, trying desperately to connect with folks in that fashion, um, and very much so looking forward to something like a sales kickoff as an opportunity to get together and reunite with their teams and their folks that they don't often get to work with across the organization as well as an opportunity to get to know um, some of their new folks that, that, are, um, that are part of their broader and extended team. Uh, we, we were dealing with a, a, um, a group of folks that knew that that was, that was likely not going to be the case. So a lot of, um, a lot of uh, people who were, were not really looking forward to the kickoff the way that you traditionally would, being in, uh, in a field organization, and, and us on the back end having to realize how do we really create an experience that um, not only sort of surprises and delights folks and gets them to see, hey, we're going to take you into um, a week of kickoff that is unlike anything that you've experienced before, but also how do we make it something that doesn't feel like the day-to-day, -day, right? So we know, um, I know from working in, in sales strategy and enablement, how critical an event and an experience like this can be in really um, uh, re-energizing your sales force and reminding folks why they are why they should be so proud to work for the company that they're with. 
um, and helping them see the opportunity that they have as an individual, as well as as a team in the marketplace. So we needed to rethink the way that we thought about kickoff, knowing that some of these hidden challenges of just purely morale and isolation and sort of inability to connect in ways that, that we are more familiar with, those were going to be um, just as important to figure out how to tackle as the obvious challenge of having to run a program like kickoff fully virtually. What I loved uh, from, from some of the notes that I gathered with you beforehand was the fact that sales kickoff doesn't start at sales kickoff. Sales kickoff starts in preparing and shaping the mindset of the team, the employees that you have that are coming to the event, given the reality, you know, as you said, that some people might be dealing a little bit with online fatigue or maybe the challenges of isolation or maybe the challenges of being a new employee and not feeling like they're on equal footing with the, uh, with those who have shared experiences together. So practically, what kind of things have you been doing to help shape the mindset of those that will be attending? I know there are some things that you've, you've been working on. Yes. So that was, that was a big piece. And I, I love what you just said there, Gideon. Kickoff is not just a moment in time. It's so much just a part of the ongoing journey that's meant to help accelerate. Um, and so we, we tried to, to kind of approach it with that mindset. So a few things that we did that were really um, effective and helped us successfully both prepare people mentally to come into that week of kickoff, but also help maximize their experience while at kickoff, um, was that we, we, we took advantage of being virtual by leveraging our, um, our in-house uh, learning management system. Um, it's Showpad is, is who we work with, and they have been an, a phenomenal partner at helping be the platform for a lot of both resources, but also courseware that have helped us develop these really phenomenal sort of learning paths for um, for our field organization so that folks can get exposure to some of this more like instructional foundational content before they come into something like a kickoff where we do want those experiences to be more discussion based and more interactive. So I'm really fortunate to be able to work with a, a learning experience design team on our broader cell strategy and enablement team who is just their experts at creating that content and creating those learning paths. Um, so we had a lot of that leading up into kickoff um, and a lot of those a lot of what was put and funneled into those those paths were not only tailored to role so that we could ensure that the individual as, as part of the go-to-market org, they were getting a an experience that was that was that was meant something to them in their day job. Um, but we also leveraged it as an opportunity to um, to start giving people more of that connection to the broader organization that is so important at a sales kickoff. So let me give you an example. We have um, traditionally you think of your some of your main stage sales kickoff content, you hear from the marketing organization, you hear from your, your customer success leadership, and you get to hear more about their charter and how we're going to work together as a broader ecosystem in the coming year. We were actually able to do some pre-recordings of those leaders so that they could actually, that content could be delivered in sort of what felt like a one-on-one um, delivery and conversation to the, to the uh, go-to-market field uh, rep to get access to before they came into the week of kickoff so that they already had this mindset of, that's right, I'm not in this alone. I do have this broader ecosystem that's really devoted to my success and to our success as an organization. So it's good to kind of plug back into that and realize that mentally going into a week, that's going to be probably a lot more focused on 
what I can do as an individual to refine my execution so that I can leave off and, and head into the new fiscal year equipped to, to be able to execute. So those were a few things that we did on the front end. And then while at kickoff, Gideon, kind of keying off of your um, sort of a similar question too around the, back to those hidden challenges, we found it was incredibly important to bake in opportunities, not only for folks to network and connect with each other, but also to, to tap into things beyond work content, right? So philanthropy is traditionally kind of a piece of, uh, you know, handful of what organizations do at sales kickoff. We actually worked with a group called Soul Hope that helps um, helps you take your, your unused and maybe kind of goodwill in the pile for goodwill um, denim, old jeans, and actually take that, that fabric and construct these, these shoes that are then delivered to children in West Africa who have, um, have an issue with a lot of the, the bugs and, and walking around with, um, right. uh, with, in some of these not so ideal situations, right? So we actually were able to, to get on different Zoom breakouts with each other and work through and craft these, these shoes together. We folks had their families, their kids, you know, they're sitting with them and we were able to actually engage in a way that felt more normal and more human than, um, yeah. maybe a lot of us have had the opportunity to get exposure to over the past few months. Yeah. I just had an idea off the cuff. Is it possible to get some of those end recipients, uh, of that goodwill on the, to zoom in or, or record a, a little message there? That would idea. be, uh, that would be powerful just to see that your action ties to, to human beings that have a voice as well. Um, Anyway, <laughs> off, off great point, idea. The, the thing I love about your event is every time I learn something, watch something, see something, I think of five, 10, 15 more ideas. I love that, that DNA there whereby it inspires me to think. And I'm not even a part of your, uh, your company by, by any stretch of the imagination. So that definitely there has to be something going, going in the right direction there. One of the things that I loved um, when you were talking about the, um, the event itself was the idea of personalization. Uh, that you were tailoring the information to, to individual ideas. And I think one thing that you shared with me prior was the, even the idea that there was um, a booth where people could go and learn specific pieces of content and, and tap into that, that knowledge, knowledge share. That is something that when you're in the midst of, of a queue that is often a luxury, you don't have access to, uh, you know, to that thought leadership or those people. So so first of all, how are you doing? How are you doing that? You know, that must be difficult to do that online. Um, and, and who's bought into that? Yeah, great question. So, um, so more to the how, well, I'll start with the how. So that um, this phenomenal learning and experience design team that, that I get to work alongside as part of this global sales strategy enablement function here, um, as part of the learning path that they were helping construct for folks, I think we realized um, you know, obviously we have our main stage, main stage content that everyone will see. We'll have our breakout sessions that are going to be a lot more collaborative, discussion-based. We'll have some mm -hmm. mini workshops within those. But along with, along with that and along with sort of the e-learning that came before people came into the week of SCO was providing them with this sort of choose-your-own-adventure style experience throughout mm -hmm. the week of kickoff. And what that looked like is essentially um, the teams helped build out 10 or so virtual booths that were dedicated to certain content topics, whether it was competitive, whether it was a new product that we were launching, whether it was our new pricing strategy. And they worked alongside the subject matter experts within those topics to, mm -hmm. to not only deliver some content that could be virtually at this booth that people could go get access to, but actually provide a chance for 
for you or I to, to pop up and have a, a one-on-one or a one-to-many sort of Zoom conversation um, mm-hmm. live with subject matter experts to be able to ask some of the questions that we might have. So because of that, um, because of their kind of great work and sort of planning and crafting that, that learning experience and journey, um, as well as the, the dedication of our subject matter experts to be willing to be on on these calls virtually at potentially what it would have been 3 a.m. in the morning for some of them because we were catering to all different global time zones throughout the week um, for for kickoff. But um, we had this phenomenal um, partner, um, CG is is the company, they're a creative agency, and they worked with us to help take advantage of some of the virtual software, the virtual event software that's out there and really customize it to meet our needs that we were looking for, for the experience we were trying to create. So this is one of the things that they helped work with us to figure out how we could do this since it was such a critical um, critical uh, kind of piece for us to figure out how do we deliver, how do we give people the opportunity to interact with content in various different ways instead of just eight hours on a Zoom presentation. So this is one of the ways of the sort of multifaceted approach that we took in being able to give people exposure to content. And to your point, allow them to then have an experience that's a little bit more personal to them and maybe more specific to the enablement that they know that they need to go seek out rather than um, a bit of a kind of a one-to-many sort of blanket approach. Mm. So as you're you're sharing this, what I'm thinking is there probably was a a task for you there to get senior stakeholders to, first of all, understand the new and different dynamic of 2021 and how this is not just duplicating whatever we did in 2020 and and doing it via Zoom, to your point. So there was a little bit of internal education um, there. And then secondly, the ask of getting what you know the contributions that you needed um was there anything unique or different this time around in terms of the educative process we usually think about you know your role in terms of you educating the sales organizations and facilitating that but probably this there was also a kind of vertical uh education too that there needed to be a slight shift in mindset and expectations what did that what did that look like was there a conversation there okay. was was there a shift could you feel a tangible difference or was it all just implicit sure um so there's, there's kind of two two things that i'd share in response to that gideon so the first one is i think i think not only um were were the leaders that we were working to get buy-in from um kind of trying to figure out how do we what do we do with this different experience and this challenge that we're up against? But I don't think anyone knew, right? None of us have lived in this world before. I think a right. lot of folks have, there's been kind of a spectrum of folks who've more successfully sort of ventured into that virtual experience realm. And um, because of COVID, we've all had to just accelerate our, accelerate that because that's been our only option, right? So I think part of it, the first piece was just trying to understand, you know, um, Yes, there's nothing like physical here. There's not a hotel that you need to rent. There's not a main, a true main stage that we're working to put creative around where it, it, it feels so intangible because everything's going to be online. But at the same time, we've had to realize and also kind of facilitate conversations around the fact that to do this well, um, not only is not only do we have an opportunity to do this well and create an experience that's still going to leave people with the same sort of sense of of um, invigoration for for the upcoming fiscal year, um, but it, it still will require time, investment, um, additional creative brain brainstorming to figure out how we how we how we 
create this experience in such a different way. Um, and it's, it's, it's investment that we saw and, and led to conversation around the fact that not only is it worthwhile for that experience, but um, a lot of what we did is a lot of what we built was knowing that sales kickoff is just, it, it's not just that one week, right? So there was so much that we built around this experience that we're now leveraging in post kickoff kind of enablement conversations for ongoing trainings, for ongoing resourcing. I mean, everything that we did um, was was built with sort of this dual purpose. How do we continue to leverage a lot of this content? Um, so much of the of the pre-recorded material that we put together as well too is now used as part of our onboarding for new folks that are coming into the organization, for new sales folks. So okay. we just tried to be very smart about the fact that Yes, this is going to still require some investment, um, but we can make those dollars go even further by thinking of the various different ways that we can take a lot of what we've produced for this experience and mm -hmm. funnel it into um, what we know is going to be really important moving forward after kickoff. So that was a big piece that, that we had kind of in mind um, throughout this whole process. And I think the, the second piece to Gideon was um, having conversations with various stakeholders and other departments throughout the organization who are traditionally quite involved with a sales kickoff in one way or another to talk about how do we think about this from the standpoint of a learning journey. So it's not just your traditional 30 minute on stage, you know, update to the sales org. What are some things we can do before that? What are some things we could do to have more of a discussion around a particular topic while at kickoff together? And then probably most importantly, what happens the following quarter immediately and then for the rest of the year to continue to drive that behavior we're trying to see with your respective department or with this particular product or whatever that might be. So it helped us um, kind of accelerate and have even more of those conversations because we knew we were somewhat limited by virtual. Um, so it just helped us get more creative about what's the, what's the longer term experience that we're creating that this is then going to help accelerate. So to that point, how will if it's different this year, how will you measure success from sales kickoff 2021? Um, go ahead. Yep, um, that's a great question. So there's a few different ways that we like to look look at success. I think one of the things that um, we we planned to measure and that we did measure actually throughout the um, the experience was um, engagement. So it's hard to sometimes put a number or score or measurement around engagement, but we actually had um, a built-in leaderboard that was part of our virtual environment that helped track key activities and behaviors, whether it was completion of e-learning courses, whether it was visiting certain booths, whether it was participation during a, a main stage session. But we had this massive leaderboard that was kind of the core driver for folks to continue to feel inspired to, to lean in and really engage while, while at the virtual event. Um, but also as part of that, Gideon, I think the other pieces we're looking at, um, realizing this is an experience and that the, the feeling of sort of excitement and motivation of being part of this org is such an important outcome we're trying to drive towards. We did look at like an NPS, traditional NPS score um, mm -hmm. to help dictate success of the, of the program, as well as, um, you know, we had a handful of um, we have a handful of metrics that we're continuing to monitor around pipeline generation, around pulling in new logos, around average deal sizes, around accelerating um, that average deal age. Right. A lot of those things that we're continuing to measure that are, you know, that we built the entire program to help drive towards as well, too. So those will be more lagging indicators, but 
I think initially the engagement score, leveraging the leaderboard to see that as well as uh, the NPS score. Um, and we do something called confidence scoring as well too. So being able to ask you as a rep, how confident do you now feel in your ability to execute on this particular part of our sales process now that we've spent dedicated time in doing that at this kickoff? And that's a question that we ask throughout the year so we can continue to monitor um, right. how, how much we're moving the needle on that. And Rachel, uh, there's a rumor going around that I'm not sure how true it is that you're also using a new piece of software that will track the retina of uh, of people on the Zoom meetings to see see people's attention and, and how long they're uh, staying engaged for. Is that is that true, or is that something that I just uh, made up a couple of minutes ago? I, I would <laughs> love to know more about that. That sounds incredible. Uh, but I think you're you're hitting on something, Gideon. That's interesting. I think um, you know trying to figure out yeah this this measurement around engagement, right? It's not only something that was important for us. At kickoff, but if you think about that, even with our customer calls and conversations, right? We're, we're constantly trying to figure out how do we know if someone's truly engaged? And we have different strategies that we like to employ that help kind of pulse on those, um, on that engagement level throughout these experiences. We do a lot of that actually in our virtual briefing center that's now fully virtual as well, too. So um, I, I'm very excited to see kind of how that space continues to evolve, because I think now more than ever, we're trying to figure out, is this is this working? Are we connecting? Are we resonating? Are we getting our, our message across? Um, so certainly eager to see how that continues to, to evolve. And I have no doubt we are going to try to be at the, the forefront of, of figuring that out in a handful of different arenas. Well, Rachel, I've seen a, a little preview of things to come from, from you guys, and it really does look absolutely exciting. Um, and I hope that once it's all done that you, you share it. Well, I guess you can't share all of that because your competitors might want some of that information, but you share the highlights that you feel comfortable to share and, and put that in the, uh, the public domain when you guys are ready. There's definitely a lot that can be learned from the forward thinking uh, that you guys are doing over there at, at Zscaler. Um, just making sure you guys got the uh, the pronunciation of that. You've been an absolute pleasure. You have delivered a bunch of both wisdom, experience, and most of all, passion. Uh, I think some of the ideas that you've shared are absolutely progressive and draw from the best practice of other uh, other industries and, and other professions. And uh, I think your team have got something really positive to look forward to. So Rachel, from all of us over here at the RevAmp team, thank you so much for sharing your thought leadership and uh, and we look forward to your continued success. Thank you, Gideon. I appreciate that. Appreciate the opportunity to just share some of our learnings so that others in a similar situation are wondering what on earth are we going to do to try to recreate this experience virtual. Um, I hope folks can, can kind of glean some insight from what we learned and take some of that into their experience. And I just want to emphasize too that nothing would be possible without this incredible global cell strategy and enablement team that is over here at Zscaler. So I was just a part of the, the group, but it yeah. took it took a village as it usually does. And thankfully we had um, quite talented folks dedicated to to making this experience really impactful. So I think that really helped attribute to, to the success. But thank you, Gideon, for the time. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Rachel, it's a pleasure. Thanks once again. Look forward to being in touch.